Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 52. This week is going to be a solo show, and I'm going to provide you with seven tips and tricks if you're really sensitive to foods and supplements. Before I get started, I wanted to ask you a favor, though. I'm trying to do everything I can to reach as many people as possible who might find this podcast helpful, but I could use your help. Could you do me a favor this week and share the podcast with just one person that you know who you think it could help? I know there are pockets of people in our community that I haven't been able to reach yet, so I really appreciate you spreading the word. Thank you in advance. Next, I published my second blog post this week. It's all about the dangers of radiation and how you can protect both yourself and your family from it. Medical Medium talks about radiation as one of the unforgiving four, with the other three being the viral explosion, toxic heavy metals, and DDT. And radiation is the one that gets talked about the least, in my opinion. So I've included a lot of helpful information in there, including some tips for protecting yourself and some of the products that I use. And I will say that one of my favorites is a small radiation blanket that I use anytime I'm sitting around looking at my phone or iPad while they're resting on my stomach. You can find the blog post on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash blog or through the link in my Instagram profile at Carefully Healing with Kirsten, which is K-E-R-S-T-I-N. Now let's launch into the episode. Are you really sensitive to certain foods or some of the supplements? I know that this can be frustrating because you're trying to do everything you can to heal, but your body won't let you. So I thought I would cover a few things that you may find useful to help you work through this stage of healing. Keep in mind that your body is your own. The most important thing, much more important than anything I lay out here for you, is for you to prioritize the knowledge you already have about how your body reacts to certain things. And if a food or supplement doesn't feel right, that's okay. Just set it aside. You have plenty of other options. 
And as a reminder, these discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of strategies that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. So with that, let's dive right in with tip number one, which is to take it slowly. This is a marathon and not a sprint. You do not have to start everything on day one, especially if you're sensitive. And if you do a lot at once, you could end up having a flare or your body may start reacting in a variety of ways, none of which will be enjoyable. This is the time to start listening to your body closely and to see what it has to say about the changes you're making. This isn't about pushing it to do things it doesn't want to do. So much of our culture focuses on this mindset, especially when it comes to exercise, and it can be quite detrimental. That just makes me think about the quote, no pain, no gain, which I think is so awful. And in the case of your health journey could easily be detrimental on several levels, including physically and emotionally. Now is the time to start being kinder to your body and working with it in a more caring and compassionate way and listening closely to its needs. Journaling is one of the things you may find helpful. You may want to write down everything you're eating or taking for supplements, or you could just keep track of a new food or supplement that you're introducing and how you feel in the days after. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to forget things as you're going through this. Journaling can also be a great way to keep track of your symptoms so that you can see when they get better or worse, especially in response to the changes that you're making. Remember, you won't always see reactions the same day, and as it gets further away, it can be more confusing to be able to connect the dots. So keeping track by journaling can help a lot. Tip number two, and I felt like this one needs to be its own tip, it's start slowly on celery juice. Can I say that again? Start slowly on celery juice. Celery juice can be extremely powerful when it's introduced into a body that has a lot of pathogens because it kills them off quickly. And then your body wants to expel those toxic dead pathogen corpses from your body as fast as it can. I've personally experienced this both from vomiting and diarrhea. I know, TMI. But I'm speaking from experience here. So let me give you an example from my own experience. I didn't start juicing celery until about a month and a half into my health journey, primarily because it didn't sound very appetizing and I didn't own a juicer. Plus I had my hands full with figuring out how to adapt some of the other basics that medical medium teaches, like removing troublemaker foods and eating every couple hours to support my adrenals. But while I was on vacation at about my fifth week of following medical medium, I decided that I was ready to dig deeper on my health journey likely influenced by the fact that I had consumed some vacation foods and was really feeling the difference versus how I'd been feeling before this trip. So I ordered my now trusty Breville juicer while I was on vacation so it'd be there waiting for me when I got home. And after I got home, I went to the store to restock my kitchen with all of the healthy foods that I had been craving and I picked up some celery. I cleaned the celery and then I fed it into the juicer and all this wonderful juice came out. I smelled it thinking, This is going to taste a little weird, or at least different. And then I drank it. This was February of 2015, so I don't remember exactly how much I juiced. It was either four or eight ounces. But I knew to start slowly with it, because even then, 
There were a few non-affiliated medical medium Facebook groups popping up, and I already knew that people's reactions to celery juice had been getting some airtime. So I started slowly to see what would happen. And while it wasn't my favorite drink in the world, I did drink it and then I waited. And about 45 minutes later, I broke out in a cold sweat and got really nauseous. I thought it was going to throw it all up. So I laid down on my bed. So it must've been the weekend. And thankfully I wasn't on the subway when this happened, but that wave of nausea passed and nothing else ended up happening, but it demonstrated to me just how powerful celery juice is and just how badly I needed it. So now after well more than five years of drinking it, I know that when I up how much I'm drinking, whether it's because the two bunches I usually juice are just bigger this week, or if I'm doing one of the medical medium 369 cleanses, I make sure that I have a toilet nearby. This can be very, very common. Diarrhea after celery juice tells you that it's working. But the moral of the story here is to start with a small amount. Maybe it's four ounces, maybe it's two ounces, or even one, or even just one stock. Start by listening to your body and adapt to what it's telling you. You can also start just by doing it a couple days a week and build from there, which is something I did too. I started out with twice a week and as the reaction subsided, I increased it. If you're really sensitive, you may have to go very slowly and that may be starting at one ounce for a couple days a week for a month and building up from there. But let's be clear, this isn't all or nothing. It's doing the best you can today and meeting your body where it is. Your health journey will be a lot easier on you this way. And if you start out with four ounces and it's too much, cut it in half and see how that goes. And then if you need to, cut it in half again. It's okay. Just find the place where your body can benefit from it without pushing it too far. Now, if you're one of those people who's super sensitive, another option is to start with cucumber juice instead. It doesn't have the same healing power as celery juice but it can be a gentler place to start. Over time, you can start adding a little celery to your cucumber juice and ease into celery this way. This can be a terrific way to start adapting your routine. And if you're not ready for either of these, just start with 16 to 32 ounces of water with the juice of a lemon or two limes in the morning when you first wake up and get comfortable with that first. So tip two, start drinking celery juice slowly. Tip number three, introduce new foods one at a time. This is really important for recognizing reactions. You can react to food in ways that are not food allergies. They are considered food sensitivities. And if you do have foods that cause anaphylaxis, by all means, continue to avoid those foods. For years, I was sensitive to, but not allergic to, and yes, I had all the tests, fruits like bananas and hot peppers. Bananas had given me mild to moderate stomach aches on and off since I was in middle school. And chili peppers gave me terrible heartburn and nausea to the point of vomiting, something that started right after I got out of college and lasted for nearly 25 years. So as you can imagine, I avoided Mexican food like the plague. But if you have foods that you know you're sensitive to and they are in recipes that you wanna try, feel free to skip them, at least for now. The issue, similar to the celery juice, 
is that many of these healthy fruits and vegetables that people experience sensitivity issues to are because these healing foods are helping to knock back viruses and they are helping your body, not hurting it, despite how not fun those reactions feel. So it's okay to just start with the fruits and vegetables that you like and don't have reactions to. And by bringing in new ones one at a time, you'll have a clearer sense of what you're reacting to and what you're not reacting to. Over time, you may feel ready to try one of the foods that you were sensitive to in a small amount. It didn't actually take me very long, less than a week into my health journey before my body was fine with bananas and I was able to eat three a day without even thinking about it. As for jalapeno peppers, nine to 10 months into my journey, I had found a great soup place for lunch near my office. And while I knew that the overall ingredients in my favorite soup there didn't contain any troublemakers, I hadn't realized that it had a little bit of jalapeno in it. And my body was not having a negative reaction to it at all. So finally, one night in month 11, I went all out and I made myself a healthy plate of nachos, clearly without cheese or sour cream, and with corn-free tortilla chips, and I added a bunch of sliced jalapenos. My friend who was with me thought I'd gone crazy, but sure enough, I had no heartburn, nausea, or reaction at all, and I had known instinctively that this would be the case. So listen to your body and your intuition on this tip. Tip number three, start introducing new foods one at a time. The next two tips are regarding supplements. Tip number four is to start with supplements one at a time and give them a day, a week, or a couple of weeks to see how you do with them before starting another. There's nothing worse than when you're sensitive to start out with a big cocktail of tinctures, have a reaction and not have any idea which one it was, or if it was just plain too many at once. It's absolutely possible to send yourself into a big flare doing this too, as the viruses get mad and they start fighting back for their own survival. So it's better to try them out one by one so you won't be spending a ton of money on supplements that you may or may not be able to take. In terms of prioritizing which ones you want to take, as I mentioned in episode 49 about five easy steps to get you started on your health journey, B12 and zinc are foundational. So you may want to start there if you can. Lemon balm is a great supplement and it has strong antiviral properties, but tends to be something that even sensitive people do well with. And if you want, you can start with lemon balm tea instead of the tincture and see how you do with that. And I'll put a link in the show notes to a couple of the tea brands that I like. While the teas aren't as strong as the tinctures, they are a great way to bring more healing power into your body, especially if you're sensitive. So in summary for tip number four, start taking one supplement at a time so you can see if you have any reaction to it. Tip number five is the second supplement tip, and it's to start slowly with how much you're taking. For people who aren't sensitive, a great place to start is with the recommendations on the particular bottle. But for sensitive people, you could start with half that amount or even less. For example, on Vimergy's Zinc, they recommend taking two dropperfuls one to two times daily. If you're sensitive, you could start out with one dropperful once a day, or even a half a dropperful, which I estimate to be about 12 or 13 drops. If that's still too much, you could try six drops or even one drop. Back in episode 20, 
Finessing her way through multiple sensitivities while reclaiming her health with Barbara Pleshko Berger, she even went so far as to put one drop of zinc in a glass of water and then only drink part of the glass. But the key here is she was able to build up from there over time. And while this is easier with tinctures and liquids, you can do the same with capsules too. For instance, with Vimergy's Micro-C, the company recommends taking one capsule one to two times a day. Try one a day at first, but if that is too much, try opening the capsule and putting half in a glass of water or blend it in with your smoothie. But if you're going to start blending your supplements into your smoothies, it's best to have the intention to drink it fresh right after you blend it. Keep in mind with vitamin C, it is water soluble. So if you're increasing your dose and it's too much for your body, you will get diarrhea, which isn't a problem per se. It's just your body telling you that it was too much and it wanted to flush out the rest. Another way to think about this is to take half the capsule in the morning and half the capsule in the afternoon in order to spread it out. Your body will use the vitamin C during the day, so while you take some in the morning, it may be ready for more in the afternoon after it's used that up. So in summary, start slowly with how much you take. You can reduce the amount you take to drops, or dilute it, or take lesser amounts spaced out across the day. And teas instead of tinctures can be a more mild way to start out too. Tip number six is about going fat-free. There's a lot of talk in our community right now about going fat-free, and it's with a good reason. Too much fat in your body will prevent your body from absorbing some of the wonderful nutrients from your food and supplements, and it also creates more work for your liver. Too much fat can also be adrenaline-producing as well, so if you're caring for your adrenals, it's something to be mindful of. It also takes a lot of bile for your body to process fat. And when your liver's focused on producing bile, it's not focused on detoxing and letting go of the gunk that's stored up in it. But despite all the wonderful reasons to go fat-free, if you're dealing with a lot of neurological issues, nerve issues, such as body pain, neurological fatigue, vertigo, tinnitus, shingles nerve pain, or others, it can be helpful to keep some fat in your diet. Fat is very soothing for the central nervous system, and it can make your path to feeling better much more comfortable and a lot less stressful. This is absolutely a time when it's critical to listen to your body. If you've been lowering or eliminating fat and symptoms are flaring, add back a little bit of avocado, which is the best fat, or even some nuts or beneficial oils. It's okay to resist the call of being fat-free. You may want to try it later, but if you're sensitive, it's likely not your biggest priority early on in your health journey. Something important to keep in mind if you're dealing with neurological issues, many of the medical medium cleanses such as the 28-day cleanse or any of the 369 cleanses are all fat-free. But if you're feeling pulled toward cleansing, you could try the morning cleanse, which is just lemon water and celery juice in the morning, and then not consuming any fat before lunch. Or you could try the heavy metal detox cleanse, which is the same as the morning cleanse, except that the breakfast is the heavy metal detox smoothie, and then apples if you're still hungry. And once you're able to do that, then maybe you can think about going fat-free until dinner. And then after that, maybe try a day or two of being fully fat-free before trying a cleanse. It is absolutely okay to ease your body into this. It is healing through every step of this process. 
So tip number six, you do not have to go fat free right away. For tip number seven, I want to talk about lymph support. One of the reasons it's important is because when the liver gets clogged up, stagnant or sluggish, the lymph tries to pick up the slack and it can become clogged up as well. And the lymph is one of the detox pathways in our body. Essentially, in addition to going to the bathroom, it's one of the ways that we get the yucky stuff out. A few ways that you can support your lymph are through things like dry brushing, tongue scraping, rebounding, which is just a gentle bouncing on a small trampoline known as a rebounder, taking magnesium salt baths, using an infrared sauna, alternating the temperature of your shower from warm to cold, or getting a lymphatic drainage massage. However, if you're sensitive, start slowly with any of these. In my experience, tongue scraping, which just involves using a thing called a tongue scraper to scrape off detox buildup from your tongue, is pretty mild. Dry brushing involves using a brush, washcloth, or even just your hand, if your skin is really sensitive, to brush along the path of your lymph system to promote movement. Unlike the bloodstream, which has the heart to pump it, the lymph is much more self-reliant and could sometimes use a boost. I'll attach a video that shows you one way to dry brush in the show notes. Rebounding helps inspire movement in the lymph as well, but it may not be a great option if you're dealing with certain physical symptoms or injuries. Magnesium salt baths can be wonderfully relaxing and a great option. The salt helps draw toxins out of your body. Plus, who doesn't love a relaxing bath? An infrared sauna helps you sweat out toxins, but it can be too much for certain people because of the high heat, especially if you have adrenal concerns. One thing I've always enjoyed is a lymphatic drainage massage, which helps to get the lymph moving and detoxing. It's different from a regular massage because it's not focused on loosening knots and calming stressed muscles. It's focused on getting the lymph moving. And the very first time I had one, the smell of metals in the room was so strong that my massage therapist ended up putting a mask on, which just goes to show you how toxic my body was before I started following medical mediums information. But what this also tells you is it stirs up a lot of junk. And after one of those massages, it's critical to drink a lot of water to support your body so that you can detox out everything that was stirred up. And if you're sensitive, it may stir up more than your body can handle at that time. So this is one that you may want to wait on until you've spent more time healing. So for tip number seven, support your lymph using some of the more gentle approaches. So in summary, here are my seven tips if you're sensitive. The first one is take it slowly. The second is start drinking celery juice slowly. Third is start introducing new foods one at a time. The fourth is start with supplements one at a time. The fifth is start slowly with how much you take. The sixth is you don't have to go fat free right away. And the seventh is support your lymph system using some of the more gentle approaches. I hope you found this useful. And keep in mind, if you're looking for more specific help because of sensitivities that you're dealing with, feel free to reach out to me through my website at carefullyhealing.com to set up a health coaching appointment with me, and we can come up with a customized plan just for you. I understand that it can be difficult to work through all of this alone while you're not feeling well and you're busy making your food and you're trying to learn everything you can. I'm here for you. 
Show notes for this episode, episode 52, are available through Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you subscribe or follow Quest for Healing. And if you're not following yet, maybe this is the perfect time to start. And thank you again for recommending Quest for Healing to a friend. I really appreciate it, and hopefully they will too. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate-free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.